everybody. Welcome back to Negro Police Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you're taking my podcast, I appreciate it. That is my fifth fucking time trying to do this goddamn intro. I'm here. What's up, everybody? God damn it. And of course, I'm pressed for time today, okay? I wanted to do this last night, but I wanted to spend time with my son. So we played video games instead. Uh, Yeah. See, this is my not angry voice. This is me not being mad that I have to start this podcast over and over and over again. When I was like, hey, I'll knock this out in one take like I usually do all my other episodes. I can hop in the shower real quick and still make it to my goddamn appointment. But now... I'm really pressed for time. All right. So, welcome back. Um, if you're new, this is the podcast. It's, it's about 20, 30 minutes. I talk about whatever's on my mind, my son, my life, uh, my wife, uh, social shit, just whatever's going on. This is my outlet. If you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell somebody, a coworker about the podcast. So, I'm just going to jump right in. For those who don't know, we have a 10-year-old now, a 10-year-old son whose name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, this was pretty big. He, he just turned 10. He's excited. I was excited. And um, as you know, like he's, he's kind of a hard kid to please, you know, and um, he, he's, uh, he's not ever really sure what he wants or what he wants to do. Uh, just very unsure <laughs> about a lot of these. Uh, he doesn't like to make decisions. It's too hard. It's too much. But um, we go, hey, buddy, it's the 10th birthday. What do you want to do? And he's one of these kids. He has a birthday at the beginning of the year. Uh, we try to get him into sports and stuff. But he, it's not like we don't have um, a lot of friends. He has he has friends that he talks to in school, but like we don't, he doesn't have anybody that he really hangs out with on a consistent basis, other than the one kid he stayed with um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Richmond. But even then, they don't really hang out that much. It's just a lot going on. But I say all that to say he's one of these kids that has a birthday at the beginning of the year, and you don't really know all your classmates. You know that's kind of sucks. When you're just one of those kids where, like, you gotta, you have a September birthday and you don't really know anybody, you want to have a party, but I'm like, I don't really know these people. Um, and it's not like he was cool. He's really cool with the kids that he was in other grades with. They don't, like I said, they don't really keep in touch. So he wasn't looking forward to having a party. And I go, hey, man, this is a pretty big deal. This is 10. This is a milestone. I think we should do something. My wife and I both said that. We didn't really want to press him into doing something he didn't want to do, but we also understood this was a uh, this is an important birthday. Turning ten is a big deal, and um, we go, hey, so what if we go back to Rochester? We can have it at one of your at your Auntie Danielle's house. You can have your cousins there. You can have some of the kids that you you've played with over the years from daycare. So it'll be friends and uh, mostly family. And he liked that idea. So um, we start the planning for that. And I think we only had about three weeks to get this done, maybe a month to get this done. But um, um, I want to say he went to a, another party and they had mobile gaming and uh, he liked it. 
this is something I wanted to do anyway. I was trying to figure out what we were going to do here uh, for his 10th. And I go, hey, I'll just do the same thing. We'll get a video game truck in Rochester. So that's exactly what we did. I found this place called uh, Sinjin Elite Gaming. Uh, they were really, really dope. So shout out to them, Sinjin Elite Gaming. Uh, they're in Rochester. Great prices. They have a really, really dope van uh, or, or, or trailer, if you want to, whatever you want to call it, van, trailer. But uh, it, was, it was really, really dope, man. But uh, so... We put all this stuff together. We got uh, that's that's the big gift is the video game truck, and um, we have it at my sister Danielle's house. He wants a Minecraft theme party, so I order all the all the all the uh, decorations to her house, and I'm trying to do this with as least help as possible because my family back home is pretty big. They're always doing events. They're always having each other over. They're always busy doing things, and I didn't want to be. A person that's like, hey, can we have this party at your house? And then I just kind of sit back and let them do everything. So this is going to be a lot going on. So I got the video game truck, and I'm like, okay, we got to get his, some of his favorite foods. I know he loves fried chicken, uh, mac and cheese, uh, ribs. So I get the ribs from Dinosaur Barbecue. And for some reason in my mind, I always feel like I got to get the best of the best when I go home. For some reason, I feel like I have to spend so much fucking money. And that's not the case. I was going to go to like this one catering place to get chicken and stuff. They wanted like $45 for 16 pieces of chicken. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not going to spend $100 on some catering chicken that I've never really had before. I'm going to give me a big ass box of some shit that I trust. And I just got some Popeyes. So we have ribs, Popeyes, mac and cheese. We got a big ass sheet pizza. Uh, he's not a cake kid. So we got a small cake, got some ice cream. A uh, bunch of candy had, like I said, the Minecraft decorations and family. That's what we did. Um, so the video game truck shows up. I was shocked, man. I, I'll be honest. I had no idea this was a black owned business. That's a plus for me. See, I was never on this shit. I tried to play the game, people. I tried to be that guy like, why does race matter? But you know what? Hey, the last couple of years really made me realize that ain't the way to go. These motherfuckers ain't playing playing fair they just don't want you to give a fuck about black shit so i'm all about it now so it's a black owned business it's, it's this guy and his son it's really nice to see he's got a beautiful truck he's got the beautiful trailer and uh i mean watching my son's face when that when that truck pulled up was it was one of the best moments of my life he was so happy uh it just made me feel so good that i that i made that we made our son genuinely happy he was so happy um but the truck was beautiful. It had the retractable awning, two big-ass, I want to say 65-inch, maybe even 70-inch screens outside. He had PS5, PS4, Xbox One. Um, did he have PS4? Probably. Just every every new system you can think of, even the Oculus. They had retro games. So my mom and them, they wanted to play some Pac-Man for a while. We played some Call of Duty, some Minecraft. Uh, they were there for about two hours, and, man, the kids had a blast. Uh, when you went in the trailer, it had, like, just a – it was decorated nicely. It had, I want to say, three or four big-ass TVs on the wall, a row of, of seating for the kids, uh, just uh, a sound system. Just – it was just everything I would have ever wanted when I was 12 years old. But the shit just wasn't around. 
I felt like I really nailed it this time. I, this, I feel like I, I actually did something so dope that it has burned into my boy's brain. But we, we had such a great time, man. And just to watch him sit there and play and laugh and smile and just cheese from ear to ear, it made me feel so good. I mean, at one point, I, I really just cried, man. Just, it made me feel good, man. Because I feel like sometimes I'm just, I'm just not killing it as a dad. Like, I just, I feel like sometimes I could just never make him happy. And to see him uh, so ecstatic this weekend was just, it made my day. It made my day. We had so much fun, man. It was it was it was great. Um music, we danced, uh, all the kids had a great time, man. It it was just it was just uh it was a great party, man. And and it, it made me realize like that's what it's really all about, man. It's all about your family and building memories and having a good time. Like all this other stuff, it's really just bullshit, man. Spending time with your family. You know, like I said, creating memories. And uh, laughing and, and fellowshipping with your with your uh, with your friends and family, man. That's that's what it's all about. And we we just had so much fun, just a great time. Uh, my friend Shatora from high school, her son came. Uh, Isaiah, this is a big kid. This motherfucker is in fourth grade, and he is. Uh, she said he's five foot seven, and he weighs one hundred and eighty pounds. This motherfucker is in fourth grade. That's a grown person size, five seven, one eighty. That's a grown, that's an adult-sized person. Uh, my boy Todd and his son Nixon came over, man. It, it, it's just funny. He's the only white kid in this. That's what I love, man. It's just stuff like this, man. It's just when you can come together, friends, family, have a great time, man. And it's just nice to see uh, when you when you got friends that they want to expose their kids to uh, different cultures and people. And, you know, just growing up, uh, hanging out with everybody. That way you can you can become a a a full fledged, uh, accepting, loving, caring, empathetic adult. You know you you have friends of all of all backgrounds. Now that doesn't mean you're gonna agree on everything, but at least you can be empathetic and sympathetic, and uh, maybe you can be a conduit for other people that don't have a connection to these other groups and go, hey man, I got a lot of black friends, I got a lot of white friends, I got a lot of Hispanic friends, Muslim friends, Christian friends, uh, whatever it may be, shit ain't like that. That's an ignorant uh, way to think. They're not like that. Don't say that type of shit. Or, hey, man, these people are fucking cool. So, it was nice, man. I, I had so We had so much fun, man. It just, it really, that's all I can really say, man. It made me feel so good as a dad to watch my son so happy, man. But just, just it was, and it was just such a old school throwback kind of party with just all the foods, the candies. Kids running around in the house, the backyard, spilling pop, fucking just, just having fun, just having a great time. My niece is out there. Uh, my little niece, uh, Brooklyn, she's one. She's barely walking, but she's out front dancing into the music and stuff. Everybody's laughing at her, having a great time, man. And just um, seeing Dee Dee there, she's in her nineties. Uh, it was so cute watching Dee Dee dance to some um, some Otis Redding. You know, I really love seeing people enjoy the music of their generation, especially when uh, they get up there, when they become, uh, I mean, the elder statesman. When you hit your 90s, you can go back and listen to music that you would listen to when you were in your 30s. I mean, that's that's got to bring, bring you back. You know, just watching Dee Dee enjoy, uh, enjoy that song. And I, you can just see her her mind just, just, just turning and just remembering those, those, those uh, days of, of uh, yesterday, man. So it, it was a beautiful party. We had a great time. 
it was it was so much fun, man. That's that's all I can say. Um, yeah, man. Uh, just just a just a good old fashioned good time with with friends and family, and um, yeah. Um, but oh, so speaking of old school games, so me and my boy Ty were playing Punch Out, and um, I'm sure this has been said. I might have even thought of it back in the day, but the game is hilarious. If y'all don't remember, I'm pretty sure you do Mike Tyson's Punch Out now, Punch Out. But uh, the game is it's just loaded with just racist tropes, which is fucking hilarious. His trainer Mac, he looks like that dude Popo from Dragon Ball Z. Somebody had to point that. Shit. I didn't even I didn't even know who Popo was. So I'm not gonna go on some rant about how this shit look like black. I don't know. It's fucking anime. They do weird shit. They have weird characters. But, uh, I mean, the Mac, his trainer, super dark skin, big ass, bulgy white eyes, red lips. It's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this motherfucker look like a goddamn Sambo. But you got this white kid out of the Bronx, in the 90s, out of the Bronx. He weighs 117 pounds. You know, he's... He's the one white kid whose family couldn't afford to flee the Bronx, you know, in the 90s. So he, he's still there getting beat up at public school. <laughs> Lil Mac. Um, how, did the, how did they even pitch this game to Mike Tyson? This is when he's on, on top of the world. How did you pitch this fucking game to Mike Tyson? Go, hey, man. We want to we want to be in the Mike Tyson game in business. We got this boxing game called Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You don't play as you, but you play as a tiny ass white dude from the Bronx, right? 117 pounds, and is on his way to whooping your ass, Mike. He's gonna beat up uh, every stereotype around the world. Okay, a fat Polynesian dude where we don't even know how much he weighs. Uh, we're gonna what what about an Indian dude wearing a turban in the ring? And he has a tiger uh, shawl that's hanging on his post. You got a big, dumb Polish dude with a weird head. I don't even know where Bald Bull is from, but, dude, he looks like Sloth from Goonies. Every, every player, boxer that you fight is just an ugly, fat, uh, effeminate, weird-looking stereotype from whatever country they're from, except the German dude. He's okay looking. He's normal looking. He just has a big ass mustache. He might be wearing some nice and some uh some Nazi uh riding pants, but other than that, he looks normal. But I I will say this. The Japanese knew what they were doing. They were like, we need to sell this to white American kids. But when that's that's why we got the young white boxer as the hero, the underdog. Okay, all these other ugly ass people that you're fighting and then <laughs> the japanese did themselves a favor y'all remember piston honda huh yeah i know you remember piston honda for some of you it might have been the first time your sexuality was like question all right that's how hot piston honda is the japanese made everybody else some weird stereotype ugly like i said Weird teeth, a misshapen head, fat as shit. What about Piston Honda, y'all? Hmm? Is he wearing a rice hat? Weird eyes? 
You know, no, they didn't do that shit to themselves. Piston Honda is ripped. He's got a beautiful head of jet black hair. Okay, he's like he's like the Japanese George Clooney. They made him just. <laughs> they made him perfect. They were like, "There's no way we're gonna make our our guy a stereotypical, you know, because everybody else got some weird moves. There was no chopstick punch, you know, no bowing. That motherfucker came out. I mean, just pecs. He got an 18 pack quads flexed the entire time." Yeah, they're not going to fuck themselves over. And then the American guys that you fight, just big, you know. Dude, Matt weighs 117 pounds. 117 pounds. Okay? I, I went back and I watched a playthrough last night. Ball Bull. And uh, it's Ball Bull. In a, in a, I want to say um, it's not Macho Man. It's, it's Ball Bull and somebody else. That motherfucker weighs 398 pounds. Mr. Sandman weighs 200. In, oh, I'm sorry, 298 pounds. And uh, Ball Bull, ball shit. Mr. Sandman weighs 284. Ball Bull, 298. Mr. Sandman, 284. Mac, 117. This motherfucker is fighting people that are almost three times his size. And knocking their ass out. And then you get the Mike Tyson. Again, how did they pitch this shit to Mike? How did they pitch this shit to Mike? I guess I guess when it's when it's money involved, <laughs> they don't care. But look, the, I, I know this is just a game. But it is I, and I love Tyson's punch out. It, it was my childhood. It's, it's all I cared about. It's all I did. But it's it is fun to go back and and really look at it for what it is, and I'm not really calling these motherfuckers racist or no shit like that. So fucking relax. It's just funny that we could get away with that type of shit back in the day. So funny. The guy's tiny. He didn't even. What did he do for training? He just ran at night alongside the uh, um, Statue of Liberty. And if you really look, there's no Twin Towers. So I, I think people in, at Nintendo knew, even in the 90s, they knew September 11th was coming. They go, hey, man, in about a decade or so, these towers aren't even going to exist. So we, we're not even going to put them in the game. But that's probably some shit where, like, they weren't allowed to because it was trademarked or some weird shit. I, I don't know. It was all new back then. They were trying to figure out who can make money and all this type of shit. But um, I, I had so much fun, man. I... I I played so many games, these games growing up, man. But it is, it's just, it is fun to kind of go back and, and, and kind of analyze it and laugh at how ridiculous some of it is. And um, we had so much fun, man. We, it was, it was a great time. Um, I got a lot going on. I'm in DC tonight at the um, at the DC uh, Comedy Lab. We got host battle. We got a great lineup this Friday. I'm excited. I got an email from Crack.com a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm filming a game show with them in Richmond on Friday, so I'm super excited for this opportunity. And October 20th, I will be at the world-famous Comedy Cellar, The Village Underground. I'm doing a, a cellar talk show. It's not a stand-up show, but it's a show where I get to talk about my uh, experiences in the military and um, dance around my time with the with working with the drone program and just talk about how it affected me. You know, I can't really go into, into specifics as to where we would... Uh, 
where we were and like who we were looking for and all that kind of stuff. But I can I can talk about how it affected me and basically what it was kind of like on a, on a on a day to day, just doing something, uh, having such a unique uh, job and, and and a job that kind of changed how we um how we uh, fight wars, you know. So yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to that. I got a lot of lot of stuff coming up. We got the Bahamas, uh, Baltimore, September 30th. Um, I'm so excited about that. So come out and see me next Friday, Baltimore. Uh, for some reason, that the name of the theater is the Vagabond Theater in in, in Baltimore. Eight o'clock tickets are like fifteen bucks. So uh, yeah. So there's the show. That's the show. Follow me on all things. Uh, what all things um at Chris Allen Comedy, all social media platforms. Oh no, sorry, all social media platforms, and it's all at Chris Allen Comedy. There you go. Oh man, like my Facebook page, please, and subscribe to the YouTube. All right, I'm out. Y'all have a good one. See ya. <laughs>